Shuffle. I'm Andrew Young. With me is Andrew Sutherland. And today we bring you the interview we've been waiting for since the podcast first launched. With 101 goals and 243 appearances, he's Cali Thistle's all-time top scorer. There's a chance for Wallace! That's a brilliant finish from Dennis Wallace! He's the man who fired the club to his first ever Scottish Cup semi-final. Here is Richie Hart and Wallace! It's in from Dennis Wallace! Super Cali! And of course, he's a man without whom this podcast would be called the totally two-footer or the mile-story mist-sitter. It's Dennis Wynas. You got no soul, you rubber bumpers! Spit that! Well, well, well. So Dennis, welcome to the shuffle. Uh, I need to ask, was it the desperation of lockdown that drove you to come on here or have you been coping okay with lockdown and keeping busy? <laughs> uh, no, not at all, no. Um, uh, lockdown's been fine for me. Um, just been working from home um, since since March. Um, so I've coped, coped fine with lockdown, but um, no, obviously after seeing, seeing the name of the, the podcast, that, that was, that was uh, that's why I'm on. So that was off of yeah, I suppose it would, make, it would make it hard to turn down, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, have you been keeping up with the football? Is that one of the ways you've occupied yourself? And do you manage to um, still keep, a, a, keep an eye on ICP games and results and stuff? Um, I've been keeping an eye on results and stuff. Um, me and my son, we're big Aberdeen fans, so we've been, well, obviously missing not going to the games. And we normally go to the home games, a well, good few of the away games, but I always keep an eye out for them for nice results. And then, do, do kind of the boys from the past keep in touch at all? Do you know, do you ever hear from your, your former ICD colleague? Uh, not, not really. I speak, I speak to, I hear from uh, Big Ross totally now and then, like, because hear hear from him. Uh-huh. And uh, but it's just the same. You always, you always lose touch with with boys, but when you meet up, he's he's got on brilliant as if you just met yesterday again. So, well, as mentioned in the introduction, obviously your your Inverness Cali Thistle's all-time leading goal scorer. You must still be pretty proud to kind of hold that title of you like must be a real kind of sense of achievement for you uh, looking back at your career yeah definitely yeah, it was it's a it's a great great uh proud moment for me that that i'm still still stop top goal scorer but um obviously i don't i don't know if there's md anywhere near it just now i'm not sure but um it might be a while till it's broken but, but yeah obviously you know uh you know podcast called the wine of shuffle so the big, we'll get the big question out of the way how does it feel to have scotland's premier cali thistle podcast named after you <laughs> that's a great <laughs> honor no, <laughs> thanks very much for that that's a great honor that. <laughs> okay so we just want to kind of move on maybe like think about those early days at aberdeen really i think that's quite a, a sort of an interesting period especially as you, you know you see you're still a big aberdeen fan um so i mean you grew up in aberdeen i think went to old macher is that right and um was was being a professional footballer was it was that serious ambition from an early age were you sort of involved in schools and, and regionally and stuff yeah well you've done your research there knowing old macker and that cheers, cheers for that um no definitely right from a young age just ever since i, was, I remember i just wanted to, be, I wanted to be a football player that was my that was every time at school what you want to be in your old i want to be a football player i want to be a football player and i, I worked they worked hard to try and try and achieve that. So I'd all be out practicing, um, and then sort of played right through school boys, um, like from I think started playing, playing well, uh, 
with my pals and that nine we got in a um it was like a team called Newbury United in Champion Street. We started there and then we sort of worked our way through there. Then you go to a boys' club team, so you're playing for your school, playing for your boys' club, and then started realising you're not bad at it, and then thinking, Well, this this could be an option. So hopefully hopefully I can continue to improve and stuff. And then Aberdeen and other teams take an interest in you and then um I had a few team uh, I was had a few teams interested in me when I was like um 12, 13, a couple of teams went into Simon at um, so down at Chelsea, Celtic, Dungeon United, Hearts, teams like that went to sign you. And then but Aberdeen was one of the teams that went to sign me, so I just always thought I went to go there. That was my ambition. That's me my dad took me to Pataudry when I was like from six, season tick older from six. So the year before that they just won the Cup Winners Cup. So I'm sure my age now, but huh. uh, <laughs> so the first season I'm watching uh, season ticket all the Aberdeen they win the league and then next season they win the league so well I think the first season they won the league and the cup double and then it was the league and then it was just a brilliant team Aberdeen were just brilliant so it was, it was, a great, it was brilliant for me just to go and watch Aberdeen yeah. uh, and then that was that was my ambition was to play for Aberdeen really so and then I, then you got a chance to sign and then you sign you sign like an S form um, so I think I signed when I was like 13 or 14, I think it was. And then once you get to near 16, they're like, they decide whether they're going to take you full-time or release you. So it was, it was a bit of a wait. You have to be patient and then hope for the best. And then they wanted to take me. So or maybe like 16 boys came full-time at, um, when we left school at 16 and then into, into Aberdeen, which is brilliant for me. Mm-hmm. And, and then just took it for there. So you're starting to obviously YTS or uh, cleaning the boots and all that and playing for the youth team. And then you sort of hope to progress into the reserves and then the first team. So that was it. So I was at Aberdeen until I was 22. Well, obviously until I came to Inverness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting when you're saying, you know, like, you know, Chelsea might be an interested Celtic and clubs that today, you know, um, some of our younger listeners would be thinking, very strange that someone would choose Aberdeen over that. You know, you must have been a huge fan. But also, as you say, I mean, that had been about what 1991 that you were, you know, you you got approached I'm, by them. And at that, that stage, Aberdeen, that, were, yeah. Aberdeen were Scottish Cup holders. You know, they were only a few years after winning European trophies, so they were actually, you know, they were still a, a major, major force at the time. Um, ah, they were. Aye. That is every well, every year that I used to uh, since I remembered. Watching them, the, you'd be in a cup final nearly every season. Either be a Scottish Cup final, League Cup final, or win the league. So, Golly, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a great, it's a great um, time being an Aberdeen fan, to be honest. So. And that yeah. that actually kind of seeks quite well into the next question because at the time you really started coming through. I think you made your debut just at the end of '95 uh, under Roy Aiken. Um, that's the period when I know that they they had won the League Cup that year, but they're starting to try and. You know, spend money. It's kind of post Bosman. They're trying to spend a lot of money on players like Paul Bernard and Ilian Kiriakov and all these guys are coming in to try and push up and compete with the old firm again. And um, you know, you've got what uh, Willie Miller, Roy, Can Alec Miller, Paul Haggerty, Ebsco, all in five years. They're all probably keen to bring their own players in. Did that? Did that make it harder for players like you and maybe Russell Duncan and that to kind of break through and and make a you know make a, make an impact on the team if you've got kind of new players and new managers coming in? So yeah, probably did. Uh, they were spending, well, you say Paul Bernard, who's spent a million pounds on him. Uh-huh. And they're spending, they're spending like, they've got like Dunk Shearer in for 800 grand and yeah. 
battle line and boys like that. Um, well, that's been, that's sort of before my time, but the, the, the Aberdeen were spending big money. But um, obviously, when I sort of got in my first start, they were near the bottom. It was <laughs> they spent all that money, and then they were obviously they weren't doing too well. I think my debuts at uh, Dice against uh, Dungeon United. Um, when we got beat one 0 Dean Windass, he was another one who was signed. Spent maybe half a million on him. So that game when I came, I came on as a sub. Remember Tandice and uh, he he just got sent off as well. So <laughs> you're going on to make your debut, and there's we're down to ten men. You're like a great, we're getting beat one 0 We end up getting beat. We end up the game finished one 0 but it was brilliant just to make your debut. Like um, that's what that's what you want to do when you're when you come full time at the club. You want to play first first team and it was it was brilliant to do it like but yeah. um I mean that's your first experience of playing at a, a kind of big club um and as you say they've got big names there you know Ian Jess, Russell Anderson, Craig Hignett, you know Dean Windus as you say Robbie Winters and yeah they're struggling. So what was the what was the mood around the place? Was there a was it something's quite tense, you know, with the fact that the supporters and all that being frustrated or or was the morale still quite good? Supporters are frustrated obviously they've been used to success for the last um, few years um, since well and then obviously we've got to 1990 the one the Scottish Cup League Cup and then 91 got to the last day of the season as Rangers got beat and then after that it seemed to just um, we went down downhill really um, Willie Miller took over from Alex Smith he got sacked and then uh, obviously Willie Miller is a legend at Aberdeen he did well his first season I think they finished second in League League Cup Scottish Cup and then um, then the, he spent a lot of money Duncan uh, Mixu Pat Line and all that and then um, we, we were bought in the league and then he got Roy Aiken in but he did well he, to start with he, he came in and uh, we won the League Cup in 1995 because I was just a young boy going down to watch that as like maybe part of the YTS um, but then obviously the season after we were, we were struggling a bit as well and it was, it was to be fair it was a struggle for a few seasons after that yeah I think it took a while to Aberdeen started getting back towards the top six really if, if um if, if I remember correctly I think I can't remember if we were finishing top six anytime after night five night six I don't think yeah no I I remember that you know that's what I was, I was kind of thinking that it was a it was a strange team to have a, a team that seemed to have so much talent and yet not quite be able to gel. So, and that kind of links to um, going to Cali Thistle. Was there? A, you're obviously going to a team. You suddenly go out on loan at Cali Thistle. The team's full of ex-Highland League players. But was there a different atmosphere about the place? Was it sort of more upbeat, kind of more relaxed because it was, you know, it was a team on the up rather than a team that was struggling. Yeah, I'd say I'd say so. As soon as you came in, you could see the team spirit in Inverness. Like was that was that was the first thing I got. As soon as I came in the dressing room, you could just sense that straight away. Obviously, Aberdeen's massive club, um, probably the third biggest club in, in Scotland, and, and you're you're down near the bottom of the league, and it's, it's not great. <laughs> the morale's not great. And then you come to Inverness, as you say, there's most of the boys, or a lot of boys that came from the high league, came in, team spirit was brilliant straight away. You could just tell. You could just, that was the first thing that got me as soon as straight away. When you signed for Inverness, it was initially on loan, um, and at the time, very much a kind of a mid-table side in the old Division One, you know, trying to you know break through the kind of dominance of teams like Falkirk, St Mirren, Livingston, and Dunfermline. When the move to Inverness kind of first came up, what what were your thoughts on that? Did, did you think that you know, great, I've got an opportunity here for some uh, first team football, um, I can maybe impress um, you know the gaffer at Aberdeen, get get a spot there, 
or did you maybe think, you know, maybe that, that, that this might be a move that needs to be made permanent in the future because maybe I'm not going to, you know, break through at Aberdeen? Um, yeah, well, at the time, I, I started the season at Aberdeen, so we, was play, we were playing um, the first game of the season, fun enough, that season was against Celtic. Um, at Pataudry, I started the game, we got beat uh, 5-0, so... Um, and then the next couple of games I was on the bench and then I was out of squad so it got to the stage where you're like well I need to go go out and play so I'd went like I'd went a, a few good few maybe two months or something without even playing a game because at the time I think at the time if I remember correctly it was like an under 21 rule for there was an under 21 league sorry yeah. um, um, so you, you're only like three over on, uh, over 21 years old players in the, t- in the team so there was a lot of us so sometimes you'd be sitting on the bench for under 21s and even getting on and so I think I went six weeks without even like playing for the first team or under 21s and but during that spell uh, we had a friend up at Inverness this is what I remember remember correctly um, we played up there up in Cali um, we played a friendly so I got a full game that game I remember we beat him 3-0 and I scored, I scored a hat-trick and then <laughs> Pelly and Dunk were, were sitting watching. So you're thinking, you know, I was actually thinking, I wonder if they, what they're thinking, that you, can, you, could, you could tell. You're just thinking <laughs> that. And then um, there was like, I had been, as I say, six weeks without even playing at all. And then I, uh, I actually went in to see Abby Scovedal and says, what's happening? Like, I've been six weeks and I haven't kicked the ball yet. And he's like... Um, I know what it is. Uh, you know, it's under 21 rule and stuff. And then, so then I, on the Saturday, I was actually back in the first team squad and he'd put me in the squad. And then, um, unfortunately, the game got cancelled. It was against Motherwell away. So it got cancelled because of a waterlogged pitch. So then on the Monday, he took me in and he says, Well, um, I've had Inverness Cali on the, on the phone for you. Would you fancy going up there on loan? They've got a game tomorrow against the uh, Livingston Challenge Cup semi final. Mm-hmm. I was like, straight away, I was like, yeah, fancy that. Because, as I say, I didn't kick the ball for six weeks, trained. Yeah. You're training, you're you're not playing. You're wanting to, as a football player, you want to play football. So I was like, yeah, so he goes, it's for three months. You go up there, play, and he says, see see how it goes. So that's what I was thinking. Go up there, do well, and then see what happens back at Aberdeen. That was my thinking. I wasn't thinking Inverness, but I was thinking I'd do well for myself personally at the time, and then hopefully go back to Aberdeen, obviously. That's my team. I wanted to go back and play there, but, but obviously that wasn't a good, didn't happen in the end. But obviously it worked out well. The um, the loan move, well, <laughs> it didn't work out well in terms of goals or anything like that. But <laughs> it worked out well in terms of getting a move to Inverness. So you mentioned Pelly there, and Dunk. Um, tell us a bit about Steve Patterson. You know, first impressions. What was it that that made him so special as a manager? Was it his man management, or his approach to the game, or or what was it? Do you think? Yeah, I think it was man management. Uh, he was he was he was a brilliant guy. It was a great lot of time for Pele. Um <clears throat> he's he's totally different to sort of any manager you'll you'll um, come across really. He had his own style. Um I remember the first time uh, I sort of met him was obviously at Livingston game Ebby Ebby Scovedal told me it'd be up to Inverness. He said, just go up. I think it was like be up there for you have to be up there for six o'clock or I think it was I think the game's at half seven so be up there for six. So um, I got up here early, make sure I was up there early, and then obviously Pelly's been Pelly's always late, isn't he? So he turns up 
it's about half six or something, he turns up and then and then I think because at six o'clock and the boys have started sort of coming in for the game, obviously. And then I'm thinking, I was saying, where's Miss Pelly? He's, ah, he's there staying now. He's always late and stuff. So half six is like, ah, he's, he's, he's uh, asking for you to go through and see him now. So through to see Pelly and he's sitting with his, he's sitting with his feet up in the desk, smoking <laughs> a fag, just saying, <laughs> all right, Dennis, um, I started introducing me to the club and that. And I was just, it'd be great to get you here. And, um, get playing and see how things go and that it's just his it's, style was, was just unique he was just a, <laughs> he's a great guy but you never put any pressure on you he never asked you to do anything you couldn't do you know he was just I mean and he used to always play attacking football as well which I liked I mean I, I don't know about you and Vernes fans I think the style under Pelly must have been good to watch I would think amazing, yeah yeah, so it was great to play in, especially for a striker like myself and the rest of the lads. I mean, we enjoyed playing for him. He was a great, he was a great guy. He was a boy you wanted to do well for, really. Yeah, I was going to ask because I think um, I think when you initially signed Finverness on loan, you were kind of talked up as more of a, a midfielder, a kind of an attacking midfielder, rather than you know the, the kind of the deadly striker you eventually became at Inverness. So you know, would it be fair to maybe you know? You know, give Patterson, you know, at least a fair, you know, a fair bit of credit for kind of turning you into that, you know, deadly striker that we all came to know and love. Yeah, I'd say so. And uh, Dunk Shooter as well. He was, he was, he was obviously there as well, assistant manager. He was he, obviously Dunk was a quality striker in his day for yep. you know, all those teams he played for for Scotland as well. So I was definitely down with them. Although when I did first come in, I was I was playing striker. I think I'd say. To start with, but <laughs> I wasn't scoring very many goals, obviously, to start with. And I uh, had a few spells out, like wide left or whatever, wide right, I think. Um, but then once then I got back and was being a striker eventually. So, no, definitely down to Duncan uh, Pelly, definitely, yeah. Well, you, you mentioned, obviously, um, Patterson's attacking style um, a wee while ago. And, yeah, there's, there's always plenty of goals in Inverness games. One of the I think one of the earliest games she probably played for us in was um, the Challenge Cup final against Alawa, the, the Manic 4-all game. Um, you know, I think Kirk Kersey, Martin Cameron to this day, because he just didn't stop scoring that day. Um, you know, can you remember much about that game? Do you think maybe, you know, on the day Inverness kind of underestimated Alawa because they were, at the time, I think, a division below us. Um, and obviously, uh, they went out on the day. Um, I don't know. I don't think we underestimated them. No, I don't. Think, I don't think so. I, I, to be honest, I can't remember too much about the game. I was trying to blank it out of my memory, but um, <laughs> I think I think well, obviously we got beat, but it must have been a cracking game for everyone to watch. But it was just um, I think I, I don't think we we're ever ahead in the game, are we? Or were we? No, ever I, ahead? I don't think so. I think we were always. I think we we're always. You know, they, they would score. We would score. They would score. Yeah. Um, we kept coming back, coming back, and then you think this has got to be our day because we keep coming back. And I think yeah. we've got to be ends. But no, I, I don't. I don't think we underestimated. I don't think there's certainly no way we underestimated them. They, they were a, a good uh, team in the lower the league below us at that time. There's no way we underestimated them. But looking back, we should have, we should have been winning that game. Really, it's disappointing that we didn't actually. When you look back, that we're playing against a team from a lower league in the cup final, we didn't beat them. That's, that's disappointing, is it? Of course, yeah. The other big game last season was the uh, the famous result February the eighth. You know, we can't really can't really skip over that too much. So, uh, <laughs> what do you remember about that? I mean, Bobby Mann mentioned that he said he reckoned there wasn't something there was something not quite right with Celtic. Is that is that what you remember about it as well? Did you feel early on that they were there for the taking or what? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think um, I th- <laughs> there were 
obviously, I think they were in a bad, they weren't a playing well at the time, and we went down there, but not not saying we were confident, but we, were, we went down, um, like, that, when you're a lower league team going down to a SPL team like uh, Celtic, you're hoping not to get a bump, and that's the first thing, but we went down, and obviously we started well, Barry's scored a good ball in for Paul Sheeran, a good header from Barry, and then, um, then they score straight away, but then we, then you're thinking, oh, it's one all, and you're thinking, oh, here we go, They're, they'll go in and they batter us here now, but then obviously we've got our second goal. Uh, Bob, I'd give it to Bobby that goal, I'd be claiming that anyway. His, his header, um, it's went down to Maravchuk own goal, but I'd be claiming that. John Roberts would have claimed that anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> but then we got to 2 1, and then we, we we played we actually played well on that on the night. I mean we we did we had obviously defence played brilliant and Jimmy Calder was absolutely unbelievable that night to be honest. Um, defence was superb. Um, and then obviously coming at half time you're like two one up. Boys are absolutely buzzing like Pelly's just calm. He's kept us calm, and he did. I think I do actually remember him saying, "Like, there's, there's more goals here for us. It's like we're not sitting here to hang on. You know, we're, we've got more goals. We've got more goals in us." And and obviously went out, and but I think Barry got brought down. Barry was unbelievable that night as well. Barry Wilson, and uh, obviously Paul Sheeran was brilliant for taking penalties and three one up. And you're thinking, oh, surely we kind of lose this, and then we did. It wasn't like it wasn't like we're hanging on. It wasn't like chance after chance or ch- after. Ch- I don't know if he's we're at the game or whatever, but it wasn't a, as far as I can remember. I've not seen. I've heard. I've seen the goals and that, but I've not really seen highlights. But I don't remember it just being chance after chance for Celtic. I think we defended well. Bobby and Rich Haston centre halves and Golly and big Mike Teasdale right back. They were superb, and then everyone worked worked their socks off that night. To be honest. Uh, Charlie Christie, who actually is one player you didn't mention, he totally controlled the midfield that night. Charlie was unbelievable that night. He said that he or he mentioned that after the game, Celtic uh, gave the players uh, kind of uh, a few crates of beer, but they only lasted as far as uh, Bridge of Allen. So, uh, do you remember <laughs> much about that trip home? Or? Uh, well, unfortunately, I, I was going back up to Aberdeen that night because um, I was. <laughs> obviously not expecting to win the game you're not going down there expecting to win and going back up to Inverness so we obviously had a day off the next day I think it was the Wednesday so the game would have been on Tuesday night with it and then the Wednesday would have been off so it's with, um, but I think it was with Bav he's obviously he's from Aberdeen so his pal came down and then we went back up the road had a few drinks in the car and then the boys we knew the boys were got to be out on Wednesday so we just got a train back up the road on Wednesday morning went to meet the rest of the boys in Inverness I can't remember it might have been Heathmount or up, I can't remember where we met somewhere in, in Inverness um, so we got a train back up and I think most of the boys have been, hadn't been to bed yet so <laughs> so it must have been a good good night anyway so <laughs> you, you mentioned earlier that unfortunately um, your goals you, didn't, you maybe didn't score as many in your first kind of you know, season with us. Um, but there's um, there, there's a YouTube channel called um, Football Archives, and it's actually got some old um, footage of Inverness Cali Thistle games from uh, Scott Sport. And I think there's, there's a game against Livingston where you get played into the box and you just you kind of like dink the ball over. I think it's Brotos and goals at the time for Livy. I'm not sure. But that, that showed that even though you weren't scoring regularly at the time, you were still very, very 
calm and composed in front of goal, did, did you always kind of retain confidence that given time you would become a regular goal supporter? Um, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say. I think um, my confidence was not, as I say, when a loan spell, I think I was there for three months and I never scored one goal. So I remember, I think we my last game was against maybe, I think it was Clyde Bank. I think it was, I'm sure it was Clyde Bank. I think it was Clyde Bank. And then I'm thinking, well, Inverness, when have you wanted to sign me after not scoring a goal in three months and I'm a striker, you know? So, um, and then Pelly took my side and he's like, uh, right, I want, to, I want to sign you permanently. And I'm thinking, are you sure? <laughs> sort, of, sort of basically. I'm thinking, you know, not seen me for the last couple of, couple of weeks or months or whatever. Um, so he must have seen something that he, he liked. Um, I don't know what it was, but it must have been something. I don't know if he knew us going to score, <laughs> score a few goals for the club. I don't know, but at the time I'm thinking, oh, well, that gave me a boost. That's it. Pelly just to take my side and saying um, he's wanting to sign me because I obviously hadn't done too well. I started off quite well. I think my loan spell started off first. I don't know how many games. I started off quite well. The team, the the results picked up. We got some good results against like Livingston and Dunfermline and that, and the results picked up. And I felt like I was playing well, but I just couldn't score. And then mm-hmm. the longer the longer that went on, you're like, Jesus, any chance? Like you just couldn't feel like you're going to score a goal. So my confidence was quite low. Um, and then probably obviously went to Simon and then it did. It came about, and I got uh, managed to get away from Aberdeen, come back up, and then uh, so um, I. Um, had a, I think I scored a couple of goals before the end of the season. It wasn't too many, like, um, it certainly wasn't a prolific, that's for sure. Um, but then the next season, you're hoping to kick on next season, and then obviously, I didn't start off too well the following season. What the hell? How you doing? No bar or cell for shitty weather, drugs, and pissness. Inverness is a fucking business. What did Tarzan see when he found his screwdriver? You might you might actually cover this as we go through, but you scored five goals in the first season and then you go 26, 22, 27 in the next three. So you any theory about what, what changed, what the main factors were that suddenly made you just hit those kind of like make you into not just a, a one season wonder, but actually someone who became a, a consistent scorer season after season? I, d- I don't know what it was. I, mem- I remember the, the thing was I came back and then I got, uh, got a good preseason under me. I got in the team start straight straight away for the I think we played Airdrie in the first game of the season that following season. Um I think they had all that I think the Spanish boys did they? I think they signed a heap of Spanish boys. We, we beat them in the first day of the season, but then Inverness being Inverness, we're we're normally quite slow starters. Um we normally took a f- few games to get going, but we won that game, but then I think maybe lost the next four or five and I got obviously dropped. I think I was on the bench and then we got to I think we're playing I think it was, it was I think it was Rafe Rovers I think we got beat 4-1 and got pumped and I was sitting on the bench then you get on and then you're thinking well I should hopefully get back in next week and then Pelly took me in the Monday training before training and says right I'm putting you on the transfer list and then I was like oh jeez oh, oh, right. I thought I was going <laughs> to Tell him I was going back in team on Saturday, but no, I was on the transfer list. So you're like, geez. So I never really played much at all, and uh, it took a while to get back in the team. Obviously, I was on the transfer list, but you probably, to be fair, 
he says, listen, I, I won't, I won't treat like a dick, really. I'll, I'll keep you part of the squad. You'll be in the squads. You can, you'll be training with us. I won't make you train your own or anything like that. Because when I, I, when I left, when I Aberdeen tried to get rid of me, Ebby had said, I remember him, Ebby Scovedal saying, you'll be training your own sort of thing. Um, I'll take you in at nights and you can run about, run yourself and stuff like that. So apparently it was like, you'll still be part of the squad, but just obviously you're on the transfer list, so you try and get in our club basically. So so I was playing for the reserves and being on the bench. Something's playing, something's getting on. Um, mostly not getting on, mostly just sitting on the bench. But um, I think there was an injury crisis, right? I think we went to play Clyde and then, Got a start because we only had like basically 11 fit players apart from like young boys, YTS boys. I think the bench had full of YTS boys and then played Clyde. And then I was playing left midfield and I managed to score after like five minutes. I got a wee boost from that. And then I think Bav maybe got sent off just for half time. And then I got moved back up. I think I got moved back up. I got moved up front myself in the second half and I played quite well so on my own up front and then the week after so Bob was suspended so I, I was thought to myself well, I'll play next week and then played against I think it was Aloha and I played played quite well to be honest and got man the match one two one never scored but played quite well and my confidence started picking up for there and then it was like the week after we we're playing county away in the in the derby and you're like I was thinking well Bav's back from suspension and Zausa is obviously it's like Bav and Zausa were doing doing well together so I was on a transfer list I'm thinking well I'll be dropped next week but then I went up to Dingwall to play against County and Pelly straight out of the team and then I was playing I was, I was buzzing like because I, I felt my I felt quite confident I felt my confidence had gained in that just that two games that, it's just amazing how things can turn in football like, yeah, I was, I was going to ask. I was going to ask you, Dennis. Um, obviously, you, know, you mentioned there. Unfortunately, you were transfer list at the start of the season, and that, and obviously, your confidence, you know, was already, you know, a wee bit low anyway. So it probably took a further knock. But um, from what we were able to find, I think it was in the final two months of that year, you abandoned eight goals, and you got uh, the Division Player of the Month award for December. So, did, did you feel that maybe you'd kind of silenced any doubters you might have had at the time? Um, no, no, not at all. No, because it was only two months, but. No, my confidence did definitely pick up. So we went up to, as I say, we went up to Dingwall at that time. And then we were playing. The, so this, like, that was a massive game for us as Inverness players, fans, I think, as well. Ross County fans and players as well. That was that was like the biggest game of, of the season, those games. And then we were up here and um, it was a brilliant game. We won 3 0. And I, I managed to score two goals. And like there was a sellout, like it was the same in Inverness or up in, in Ross County, there were sellout crowds, six thousand. I think it was like the biggest crowds that we get yep. for all of us. And um, so I scored a couple in that game, game and then comps that just rose for there. And then you're, you're going to the next game, you're expecting it to score. It's just, it's just, it's just amazing in football how yeah. you, can be, you can go from being like thinking you never get scored again, and then you can go. To the next game and your Compton just just rises and then as you say then when player of the player of the month for December it's like in November I was on the transfer list and in December I'm getting player of the month so yeah. it's, just, it's amazing how how football can change so quickly. Oh, it was, it was an absolutely brilliant turnaround and obviously as Inverness fans you know you know we all want to beat Ross County so you know beating them three 0 on Dinwalls you know a good place to start as any. Did Pelly kind of set you guys up? You know, differently for these games, did he tweak anything before the match or anything? 
Uh, no, not really. He'd, he'd be relaxed. We'd, we'd, he would just he would trust us. He, he like you knew how good we were. Really, we're yeah. we had a good good team. Like you must like we had a, a good players. You know, so he just give you the confidence. Even as I said before, even I say even I ask you to do anything you couldn't do. He he and you'd go out attacking. There'd be no defense. You go up to Dingwall. You'd play four four two. Like. It, Probably anywhere we went, really, we went 4 for 2 really. It would be attacking formation. So, now we'd, we'd always be confident going into them games. Um, and I think with a decent record against County over, over that time. You, you weren't really one, even though you, you did obviously in the end start buying in a lot of goals, you weren't really one for kind of winding up opposition fans or players. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it in recent years, but there's a... Um, well, for, for Ross County, there's a, there's a great photo of the uh, Ian Vigers running past Inverness fans. Um, and a few of them are kind of making a few gestures in his direction. And then Liam Polworth, a few seasons after, celebrated one of his goals in front of the jail end. Were you ever tempted to maybe kind of get off the Ross County fans by celebrating in their face, or were you just happy you scoring a goal? No, back to the no, I, I, I was the one for that. No, I was, I was, I was chilled that way. I was just, I was just yeah. happy where that was. <laughs> but no, I never, I never seen those uh, pictures before. Vikers and Liam Polworth. No. <laughs> uh, well, 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 we'll, we'll get them sent on to you, mate. We'll get them sent on to you. Have a good laugh. <laughs> uh, they're worth seeing yeah. probably either side of Christmas we also had those two games against Air United the 7-3 win in the league there was that uh, fourth, I think you score a hat pick that one if I'm right and then there was the, the 4-3 comeback win in the Scottish Cup as well um, what was it like I mean playing in a, a side that was so relentless so we're just attacking like that they never gave up what was it like for you as a player did you just really kind of thrive on it yeah Ah, it was brilliant. It was, it was like, to be honest, it was, it was the most enjoyable time of my career, really, because we were just, we're, as I say, we're relentless. We at the Air United game, 7-3, wow, that was a brilliant game. I think everyone that was there was a, like, especially our Inverness fan, I loved that game. It was just, it was attack after attack. I mean, we, like, Air scored three, we scored seven, but it could have been more than that, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then the... The four-three game against Air United in the Scottish Cup game. That's that's one of my favourite games I've played in. To be honest, we're three 0 down at half time. I think if you remember correctly, we were three 0 down, and then Pelly's took us in at half time. And he's like, she's neat, good, and win the second half. And then I think like Les Fridge. To be honest, he'd, he'd sold a couple of goals in the first half. But to be fair, Fridge, he'd um, what a save he made in the second half. And we're three 0 down or or three one down. I think he made a brilliant save. Which kept us in it, and then we, we just we just sort of knew we'd, we'd have chances, and then I think we're four three up by 70, 70, 75 minutes or something like that. And but that was just what we're like. We could just score, we could just score goals all the time. It was it was brilliant. So yeah, I, I another game just after that was when we drew Kilmarnock in the Scottish Cup. I think at that stage, I worked out that you came into that game having scored thirteen goals in your previous thirteen games. Um, so you're obviously absolutely flying. But that stage, you starting to think, right? This is my opportunity to kind of see who I am against kind of top division opposition. Are you starting to think like that by that stage? Yeah, I think so. I think I think my um, confidence was high. I think, I think when that the whole team we went into that game, we were confident we beat Kilmarnock that day. Um, we're we're playing well. We're scoring goals. We're a good team, you know, with good players. We went into that game thinking we'd got to win that game, and I think they. Kilmarnock equalised, unfortunately, in the injury time, didn't they? I think Barry yep. Robinson scored, a, scored just before 90 minutes or 90. He might have even been in injury time when he scored. 
Um, and I, I, I was thinking, this is my chat. Uh, definitely, yeah, I, I was thinking it, yeah. I, Barry Robson actually was just going to mention him because, yeah, that, that was when he really started to to kind of make, well, not quite make headlines, but we really started to take notice of him. We really started to break out there. And I think really from around then for the next two seasons, you and Robson were our two kind of most creative, most high-profile players. So what was he like to play alongside? Did you have a good understanding with him? Yeah, I did. Uh, he, he was a, he was a cr- cracking player. I, I think he, um, just when I came on loan to start with, when I played that Livingston game, he, I think he'd um, maybe played, I think he's just, Inverness has been beat by Rafe Rovers um, and I think Barry got put on the transfer list on the Monday, maybe before I came on the Tuesday. So he, he didn't a feature for my first season and um, he obviously did well. He went on loan to Forfar and did, did really well. And then and when he came back, he, he was flying. Um, no, he was brilliant. He, was play, he played wide left at times, I think. When his latter parts of his career done right themselves like in Aberdeen, he was a centre midfielder, but when he was at Inverness, he was a wide left and his delivery was brilliant then. His delivery was brilliant when he was at Celtic, Scotland and, all, and, and that as well. So, um, no, he's, he set up a lot of my goals, Barry, and he, he was an intelligent player. And I, I, st- I stayed with Barry for a couple of seasons as well, so we got, we got quite close, me and Barry did. So. Well, that season ended uh, quite incredible. 26 goals in 36 games for Inverness. The team finished fourth place. Um, you were the top goal scorer, I think, um, in the league that season, and you were a Player of the Year nominee. So uh, the line of shuffle was very much in full effect by that point. Uh, you, I mean, g- g- given your kind of struggles initially in Inverness career, you must be absolutely delighted with the way that season had gone. Yeah, I, had, I mean, um, <laughs> like, come, I think it was November before I scored my first goal. I think uh, against Clyde in that game. So I think uh, I think I finished with I think I would just say I scored twenty six goals. Twenty six, yeah. I think it was like 26 in the last 26 or 27 games. So yeah. I think so. I hadn't scored obviously before then. Ah, no, it was, it was great. And then you come to the end of the season and you get nominated to be for play, player of the season from your, your the players you play against, which was, ah, that was unbelievable. So you come to, say, come October, November and you're on the transfer list and you're thinking, where am I going to go for here? Mm. And the end of the season, you're nominated for player of the year. So... It was like a good season for him. I went, as I say, I went into every game at that point, thinking I'd got a score. To be honest, there was my confidence was high, and I felt like I'd a, I felt like I'd a good end of the season. I and then going into the next season, I think uh, this is when Paul Ritchie arrives, and that combination, you know, that that um, sort of combination starts starts to take shape. So, what was he like to play with him? Did you did you sort of learn anything from him, or vice versa? Did you kind of taught each other, kind of helped each other out a lot? I was obviously had a good partnership. I mean. Uh, Paul, I mean Dream Boy, he, he came and I think he came on trial. I'm not sure if he came on trial to start with um, in the in the season, um, but but <laughs> I think we scored 90 goals between us between ourselves in two seasons. I think it was I think it was 90 goals in two seasons, which is which was not too bad. Cause he was a penalty box striker, really. I, I would go and uh, link up play, and he he would stay stay longer. We, we had a good partnership, really. It was right right from. Uh, maybe not right from off, maybe three or four games in. I think uh, our bro we beat them 5-1, I think, and near the start of that season, I think I scored a hat-trick. But remember, Paul set up maybe one or two of my goals and you could I could see there was something something happening there. And then, but 
Paul, Paul was a brilliant striker for Inverness. He's that even obviously the season after I left, he went on and scored twenty odd goals again for Inverness when when they won the league. So, nah, with a great with a great partnership, I think. Yeah, where, where would you rate him or rank him? You know, have you got you know in terms of your favourite strike partners? Where would he be? Him, him and Dargs are my two favourite strike partners. Him and Craig Dargo are my two favourite strike partners I've had over my whole career. Um, also, we touched on the Scottish Cup games in the past, and this, this season was no different. We had another event for her in the in the competition. Ended up thumping Hearts three one at Tynecastle. Big Ross totally overran the scoring. Now, be honest, if you can remember that goal, he kind of winds up to take a shot in the box. You, you, you must have been thinking, where is this ball ending up? Surely you're not thinking he's hitting the top corner with a shot here. <laughs> Certainly not, no. That would be, <laughs> be in the stand. But no, no, what a strike from Big Totes. Eh? It was a, a brilliant strike. I think um, that game, we played really well that game. Scored three good goals. I, I scored a decent goal. Totes scored a brilliant goal. And then Biggie scored an even better goal than all three of us, I would say. And um, I think we absolutely pumped him, to be honest, that game. I think we, we could have beat him by more. <laughs> we did really well that day. I think you may, may be underselling your goal a, a wee bit there, Dennis, because you know <laughs> we watched it back the other night. Kind of like you pull a high ball. I think it's Nick, Nicky Walker, I think, is taking a free kick inside their own half. And you basically pull the ball, kill the ball stone dead out of the air, roll your marker, and then just curl a shot past the despairing Hearts goalkeeper. I think it was Niemi who was in goals for them. Where would that goal maybe kind of like stand in amongst all the other ones you've scored? Would it, would it be one of your favourites or certainly maybe kind of top five or something? Ah, definitely my top five. I didn't score too, too many spectacular goals, to be honest. So, <laughs> uh, I'd say I'd say definitely in the top five, I, I would say. Although I don't know what other ones I've got, but I would say it's in there. Eh? One, I mean, player that we don't mention that often, um, we always kind of think of Bobby Mann as being our best defender and the kind of really dominant kind of figure in the defence at the time. But that game, Stuart McCaffrey just was absolutely brilliant against Ricardo Fuller, I remember. Um, is, he, does he, is he a player that maybe deserves a little bit more credit in general? You know, could he have gone even further in the game, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, McCaffrey's quality that day was unbelievable because Ricardo Fuller was flying on the SBL at the time and Caff really had them in his pocket I think the whole game but Kaff was a quality defender um, he, came, he came from like myself he came from Aberdeen like Russell Duncan he came from, from Aberdeen not getting a game in the reserves really come Inverness and then it's worked out brilliantly for all three of us really Russell's went on had a great career Kaff had a great career at Inverness then he's got a move to St Johnson and stuff Kaff was a quality defender we all rated him highly it does injury problems at um, Aberdeen but when he came to Inverness, he was hardly ever injured, and no, nah, he, he he was a quality defender, a lot, real lot of time for Coffey. I stayed stayed with him for a couple of months as well, and he's a brilliant guy, Calf. Unfortunately, the se- that season kind of fizzled out um, after the loss to uh, Park Thistle. Um, after your kind of incredible scoring exploits of you know previous season and most of that season, you actually went on a bad run of not scoring for for kind of two months, and as I say, that the kind of weak campaign just kind of you know fizzled out. Was there maybe ever a feeling, you know, either from yourself or was it maybe shared amongst the squad that whilst these Scottish Cup runs were were fantastic, were they ever maybe seen as something of a distraction to you know your general kind of league business? We never never really discussed that, but I, I know I know what you're saying. Uh, the Scottish Cup always seemed to do well for Inverness. I think even before I got there, Inverness had got to quarter final against Rangers. It was a, it was a quarter final in Gascoigne and McCoy and that yep. were playing. Um, yep. So, no, we never really discussed that, but, but no, that season did definitely peter out. Um, the Park Thistle game went down there, I think it was the quarterfinals, and we went down to play at Fairhill 
we drew two all. We, sh- we should have beat them that day, to be honest. We drew, um, we're, we're two one up, we're one nil up, and then we're two one up. And then I think Scott Parson scored a brilliant goal for I don't know where that came from, <laughs> and uh, volley. And then he scored a brilliant free kick in the in the replay, which was disappointing. We really fancied our chances. We went sort of two away, part of this all over the course of the season. I think they ended up winning the league that season. Mm. Did fancy our chances, but I think uh, I after that sort of maybe deflated us a bit, and the season just petered out really. When, yeah. As I say, well, I didn't really have the score for the last two months, but that's obviously. Sorry, I didn't mean <laughs> how to bad it was. insult you. <laughs> <laughs> With, with that season kind of in the bag, you're going into your final final year of your contract with Inverness. What, what, was there ever any kind of discussion with the club about maybe extending that deal further, or were there any clubs you know sniffing around you in the summer? Because after two kind of you know high scoring seasons, most, most strikers don't hang around for two years. You know, you look at like say someone like Kevin Nisbet more recently. He had one good scoring season with Dunfermline, and he's away off the Hibs and he's doing a job in the Premiership. So to have someone like you scoring, you know, fifty odd goals in two seasons, to have you still around for a third spell was, was pretty incredible. Um, no, there was not really anything mentioned at all. Like I, I had an agent and stuff, but there was not anything mentioned um, before the season started or that. So I just went in final year of my contract, just went in and hoping to carry on a good form, you know. So we got to, I scored. A, I took my my usual couple of games to get going again, and that was. <laughs> I'll take a few games, just like the whole club, <laughs> the whole team really takes a few games to get going. So uh, once I started scoring, then you're thinking, well, we'll see what happens. But no, the club, the club came to me. Uh, uh, they did club coming off from my deal, but there was obviously speculation by then of other teams being interested. So when you get to the stage where you're like, well, don't, we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, that following season, you mentioned that we started slowly again. I think we were second bottom going into the first Highland Derby of the season. you get any theory about why that was, why we were slow starters? Was it something that really obviously frustrated the players? But um, why that? You know? I don't know. I wish I knew, but we were just always slow starters. The club, the team and myself personally, I was always a slow starter. I don't know why. I mean, I'd always get myself fit for pre-season and then the season was starting. You would think, Jesus, I'm a mile off it here so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I don't know what it was it was just all well when I especially in my time I don't know how it's been over the other seasons but <laughs> my time it just it just seemed to be slow starters I mean we always felt like we had a good pre-season the boys had worked hard and then we just start slow I don't know what it was but um, I think that county game I remember I think we beat them 2-0 that day didn't we um, yeah that's very that's right. So we were we were second bottom coming. I don't, don't remember we were second bottom, but I remember I think we picked up after then, and then obviously form picked up after that. Once we did start firing, then we beat Alloa six 0 Yourself and Paul Ritchie both scored hat tricks. So this this is a t- sort of two part question, right? The first is, was there any sort of friendly competition between you about who was going to score the most? And the second one is for one of our listeners, Mr. Stephen Riley, who wants to know who gets the match ball when there are two hat trick scorers. Um, no, there's no rivalry between me and uh, Dream Boy, like between me and Paul Ritchie. We were, no, we, we just do the best for the team, basically. We were team players, really. Um, like, if I could set Paul up for a goal and I'd do that, and vice versa, he'd do the same for me. So there's none of that. And um, normally, I think you have to fight over who gets the match ball but when we went to Alloa that day 
brilliantly from Alwa. They gave us a match ball each, so which was awful nice of them. Obviously, you know, we've talked already about kind of scoring against Ross County and um, you got another couple of goals against them this season. I think overall, in the 11 games you played against them, you scored nine goals. You know, would it be fair to say that scoring in these Highland derbies was maybe a bit more special than goals scored against, you know, no disrespect meant to, you know, Alwa, Clyde, Falkirk? Yeah, definitely. I'd say, I mean, as as I said earlier, like those, those games, those are the games that we looked forward to, like as players, um, as Pelly probably and Dunk, uh, fans especially. This is the games that we looked forward. It was playing against County or big games where I don't don't think they've got the same sort of magnitude now. For I don't know, looking and looking down, looking from here. Um, but when we played, oh, like straight from Monday, we'd come in Monday and you'd be buzzing for a game on Saturday. So against County, either if it was Inverness or Dingwall, we'd be buzzing for it. I mean, that was that was our focus, and yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't wait. I think County players were the same, so it was it was just a brilliant game for the Highlands at the time. So no, it de- definitely meant more scoring goals than them games. I remember that game against them when I think it was near New Year's. I think it was the second of January and we were getting beat three one and I managed to score two goals in the in injury time. Yeah. <laughs> we ended up yeah. feel like we won the game. Um even though we just got a draw. So no, they 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 were definitely brilliant games for us. I think we had a good record against them over the years. We've only lost a few. So they were brilliant for all us players. We were buzzing for them games. Can you ever remember any um insults flung at you um from county fans in these games? Oh, no, I was just the blank out. No, I was just yeah. Focus on the game, like no, probably. Pro- I'm sure there must have been some. I'm sure, but no, I just blank it out. <laughs> Coming up to Christmas, um, we're top of the league, and suddenly, you know, the, the tug of war for Pelly starts. You got Dundee United. We all thought he was away there, and then he comes out. He signs a, you know, he signs a five-year contract. We all think, and then the next thing we know, he's off to Aberdeen. So, a couple of things here. I mean, were you surprised he he hadn't been kind of approached or poached by a by an FPL club earlier, and when he went in the end after saying he was going to stay, was there any sort of sense of disappointment or did you just think, you know, he's he's earned this and wish him all the best or whatever? Yeah, I was, I was surprised that wasn't teams came in for him before. I mean, his, his um, record was unbelievable. I mean, even right back to his Huntley days. And then he came at Inverness and he's <laughs> he was just progression every year. They won so many games and so the leagues and it, like, it was just, he was brilliant. Um, so you do you do think well, I wonder why teams are not taking a chance on Pelly, but um, oh, definitely I was we're disappointed he, he left, but well, we all thought he deserved his chance. I mean, no, nobody nobody held that against them. I mean, but to go to Aberdeen, it's a massive club, um, and we we're disappointed when he left, obviously, because we we're we'd all grown close to him. The players were really close to him. It was an opportunity. He, like he probably couldn't have turned down to be honest. I we were gutted, but then Robbo came in and Robbo was brilliant as well after that. So it was it was just we moved on after that. You can as players you just sort of move on. It's like you lose a manager, then the next one comes in. You have to try and impress him, and then that's that's just how it works as a as a player. I mean, you could some boys have managers they love working for and are gutted and leave, but then there's our boys that'll be happy that he's left and then they've got a chance to impress the new manager so it's just just the way it works in football yeah and what were your first impressions of Robbo I mean it's from that it sounds like they were quite positive but did he did he come in and immediately kind of 
reassure the players and kind of put his stamp on things early on? You know, was he a good fit? Do you think? Yeah, Rob, Rob was brilliant. Uh, Rob, Rob was 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 brilliant as well. I don't, I don't think you could have got a better replacement for Pelly. To be honest, when he came in, he was like so enthusiastic. He loves football. Um, I think you'll probably know that if you've spoke to him. He loves football, but he's um, no, he, he was enthusiastic and his training was brilliant. And obviously, his record at Hearts as a player, his goal scoring, um, the amount of goals he scored. You're thinking, uh, hopefully, I can learn stuff from him. And he came in, he came in, and like everyone, everyone loved him as well. Obviously, we love Pele, but then Rob came in and did well. But it's just unfortunate at the time he came in. I think we were on a bad run, so it's just just the way it worked out. It was not to do with he didn't change anything. It was just just the way it worked out. We were just on a bad run. I think there's obviously so many highs from your kind of Inverness career, but there, there was one low in in a general sense that season, and that and that was getting turned over by Ross County five one. Um, can you remember much about that game, and can you recall what the feeling was in the dressing room after? No, I don't know what you're speaking about. I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, the pub this up there. To be fair, it was a. I think we we're probably three 0 down at half time, and it's just it was just one of those days when nothing goes right. They scored every chance ahead. I think, I think they were they scored right after half time. Made it four 0 It was just it was just a horrible night. To be yeah. honest, it was uh, not one I like talking about. No. Oh, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. <laughs> delete, delete that. Delete that one. <laughs> okay. Well, be- better memories, obviously. There, you know. Um, our second Scottish Cup win over Celtic. You know, everyone still talks about the February the 8th game, and yet in 2003, we beat a team that have just put Liverpool out of the Scottish Cup. Or have they just put Liverpool out of the UEFA Cup? Or, yeah, yeah they just between beat Liverpool. Ties, yeah, but they were definitely, I don't remember, they were absolutely flying in the UEFA Cup, and they obviously got the UEFA Cup final that season. And in between time, uh, we do them again in the Scottish Cup. You score the only goal of the game. Was that almost a, a more special occasion for you than the first one? And, and what do you remember about that game? Both occasions were brilliant. Uh, the first, the first one, obviously at Parkhead was was brilliant, and then, but this one, same as you said, they just put Liverpool out in the UEFA Cup. They obviously changed their team a bit, but they still had they still had quality in their team. It wasn't like a Celtic reserve team. They still had Larson and Lennon and boys like that playing. No, it was it was a brilliant night, especially in front of you, your own fans. It must have been a brilliant night for the. All the Inverness fans to see see us there. I mean, we, we did ride our luck a bit. <laughs> we did ride our luck a bit. But again, the fence is brilliant. Mark Brown's brilliant. I was lucky enough to score the score the only goal. That was a brilliant, brilliant uh, occasion for the club. I'd say because yeah. Celtic were quality team at the time. They were they were much much better team than they were previously against in the John Barnes team. But um, I don't know which occasions was better to be honest because. Say the first time with Inverness, they've only been formed six years to beat Celtic at Parkhead and 3 1 as well. And so, so I don't know what one's better. So, well, it's, it's often been said that um, after this game, obviously, there was a lot of um, press interest in the club and obviously yourself for scoring the goal. But it's, it's, it's always been said that you kind of snuck out the stadium out through a fire exit or something like that. Um, how, how true is this? It's very true. I. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, that was not one for the. That was not one for like after match interviews, like or no any interview. To be honest, um, that wasn't my like. It wasn't really my scene. To be honest, nothing against the press. I liked most, nearly all the press. I mean, I got on well with them all, but I was just uh, you know, I was uh, I was a shy guy, so it was just yeah. 
like I, I didn't like all that attention. It wasn't nice. It wasn't for me. I mean, I wish I like some boys were good at art and they like Barry, not too Barry Wilson, Barry Robson. They were good at the press. They, you know, they enjoyed that, but it just wasn't for me. <laughs> After the game, I knew there would be a bit of attention for me, and then. I was like, mm, either go left or right, left to the fire exit or right to the press. So I went left. So <laughs> to me it was, and I was back in Aberdeen before they'd even noticed, I think. <laughs> uh, moving on to the Scottish Cup semi-final, um, we started that game really strongly and you almost scored that 20-yard 20 20-yard 20 drive that Edgelian Speroni just tipped onto the post. Um, I mean, they had a really strong team, obviously, and Caballero and Nemzadze, Kishnishvili, Navzonovo, and Gavin Ray, who I think maybe you've got school with here or something like that. Um, and uh, we did survive a few scares, but do you think if your shot had gone in, do you think that would have changed the pattern of the game? You know, could we have could we have held on, you know, or kind of beat them on the counter-attack, do you think? Yeah, I think I would have definitely changed the pattern of the game. I mean, I think it was quite early on I had that shot, and it was maybe five minutes or something. Like, I, was, I think I, I didn't even know I could kick the ball that far, but uh, I connected quite well with it. And uh, I thought it was in as a way celebrating. And Spironi has made a brilliant save. He's tipped it, as you say, onto the post. Um, and we, we did all right the first half, but again, I don't know. We, we didn't play well. That, that was a, so disappointing for us. I mean, it was Dundee in the semi final again, the Scottish Cup final. You know, it was, it was really disappointing, like how. It, Sort of petered out, and it, was, it wasn't a like I think Nemzadzi scored a goal, and it wasn't a just a trundler in the corner. It was just, it was, I don't know, we're, we were disappointed in the dressing room after, really disappointed in the dressing room after a game. It was like we felt like we could have done better, but we started the game well, as you say. And then, as you say, if, if I'd scored that goal, then I think we'd, uh, who knows what would have happened after that. But they, they, had a, they had a quality team at the time, as you say. And now, uh, Gavri, uh, he's like we've been pals since we're primary school, so like it was tough for him to get into the final, but I was obviously wanting to beat him. But that's just the way it goes sometimes. One final question, really, or just about final question about that season. Uh, obviously, Robo took the club up the following season, you know, brought in really good players to replace once he left. But do you think if Kelly had stayed put, um, do you think he would have taken the team up? In o two o three or or what? So that's that's a tough question. That, but um, who knows? As I said, we had as soon as Robo came in, we had a sticky spell for some reason. I don't know why, and I don't know. Maybe it happened to Pele, but I remember we got to play Falkirk. Um, we we're seven points behind them. They were top of the league, obviously. No, they were no the four points ahead of us. Sorry, um, we played them up at Inverness. And if we won, we'd have went one point behind them. And we, we, we played really well that day, I think. We were up 2-0 and then we ended up getting beat 4-3. I think Owen Coyle scored a hat-trick. He scored a brilliant volley near the end to make it 4-3, I think, or a header or something. <clears throat> but at that stage, I think if we had um, won that game, we'd have went one point behind them. But then after we got beat 4-3, I think, it really deflated us, I think. I don't know, we just sort of lost our way a bit and sort of started losing stupid games and stupid points and that so like who knows if we'd won that game you know we could have we'd have had a good chance of winning the league but I think after losing it going seven points behind instead of just one it sort of knocked us a bit so it could the fellow was there who knows 
I don't know. Robbo didn't do anything different, so it wasn't a, like you could say Robbo changed anything much or yeah. it's his fault or that. So it was just one of these things. I was going to say at the end of the season, you know, top goal scorer of the division again, and um, you also win the Player of the Year award. And I would say, you know, pretty obvious answer, but you know, that, that must have been pretty good. A pretty good not 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 just to be the top goal scorer, but also to be the you know kind of determined to be the best player in the league as well, given the quality in the division. No, I, that, was, that was a great honour for me, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, uh, your fellow players you play against, voting for you to be the best player in the league was, uh, like, you, you didn't get much better than that, to be honest. So, no, that was a great honour. Um, I had a good night down in Glasgow that night. And so, I'd had, a, I'd had a good season. I'd been nominated for the, well, the whole three seasons, the, like that season and two seasons before that. So, to finally when it was, uh, yeah, it was, that was a great feeling for me, to be honest. And um, obviously, that you know, that this kind of marked the end of your you know, first spell with Inverness. If I remember rightly, you'd actually signed the pre-contract with Hearts a good while back before the end of the season, but with a number of players who sign these deals, sometimes having their kind of commitment to their current club questioned. Was this maybe something you were keen to avoid? I mean, did you maybe kind of say to Hearts, keep this under wraps to the end of the season? Or am I imagining this all together? Um, yeah, I, I had signed before the end of the season the pre-contract, but no, we had been mentioned uh, keeping it under wraps. It was just it wasn't really mentioned. Um, but no, there was, there was no doubt my, my commitment to the club uh, Inverness. I would, I would um, no, I, I obviously kept trying to do my best for the club, and I think I kept playing right till the end of the season. As I say, it was unfortunate the way it petered out the the league campaign. Obviously, it would have been brilliant if we could have got to Scotch Cup final. We had a great chance to get there. If we'd beaten Falkirk in that, that game, we had a good chance of winning the league. But it's just, it was unfortunate the way it worked out. But the guys um, did brilliant in the following season under Robbo to win the league. So I've never been clear if this is true or not, but there was a lot of talk at the time that you moved to Hearts that Pelly had been interested in taking you back to Aberdeen. Um, is that actually the case? And, and did you have to make that choice? Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Um, I put, as soon as Pelly went to Aberdeen, he'd made it, uh, well, not maybe not soon, maybe a couple of weeks after, but he'd made it clear that he was wanting to sign me for me, chance to go back to Aberdeen. That was, that was like, definitely tempting. Um, but at the same time, Hearts had came in and sort of would start speaking. Um, at the same time, um, Aberdeen's my team, as I say, but, um, it was just I just felt like Hearts for me was a better option. They're like in Europe, got to be in Europe the following season. Mm. They finished third. I mean, Aberdeen, well, Pelly done brilliant the first season. I think it's quite forgotten that he went to Aberdeen when they were really struggling and they were, I think they were maybe second bottom or bottom. And he got him up to seventh or eighth. I mean, he did brilliant. I think that's quite forgotten, like what Pelly did. But I just felt like the chance to go and play in Europe, you know. So I was, I was, I was my thinking behind it, and I would, I loved to play for Pelly and Dunk again. I mean, they were my favourite managers I played for, but it was just, it was just. I thought, well, Hearts is, is for me, like for us. So, and I've actually, to be honest, I've no regrets whatsoever the fact that I went to Hearts. So it's just, just the way these things work, you know. So. Well, 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 the Glen Alvin, the Sicilian, the Jolly Trooper, the Castle Topper, Cup Kiss Jocks, and Dyer's a Gallon, the City Bar, number 27, Phoenix Slaughters, Love to Love, King Exchange,
Johnny's, Riley's, Bergie's, Kilmore, Hoop and Annie's, Blackfriars, Foxes, Hot and Hotties, Tito's, Osborne's, Boots and Hotties, Ronnie's, Nippin's, the Portland Club, Margaret Bar, Choose Your Club. What were your first impressions upon moving to Hearts? Because, um, you know, players who've spoken to more recent Inverness players, like Liam Polworth, for example, when he's talked about moving from Inverness to Motherwell, he's been quite taken aback at the step up. And obviously, the time of your move, moving from Inverness from Division One up to you know a pretty high up team in the Premiership, there must have been a significant step up in facilities, training regimes, etc. Yeah, there, there was obviously I was going moving to a club that was, uh, had international players in it and stuff, you know, so. It was a big step up, um, but then you think to yourself, well, a lot of the Inverness boys, if they got the chance to come to a club like this, they they would be fine, you know, like because because we had so many good players at Inverness. So, um, but when I went to Hearts, they were they were an established team in in the SPL. I mean, they're, as I say, they're third in the league. Craig Levine was brilliant manager, um, and they were just. Uh, Good, good club. It was a brilliant, big club. I mean, and uh, nah, it was just, it was a, uh, it was a big, it was a step up, to be honest. Uh. Well, unfortunately, your your first season at Hearts, you saw, um, you were kind of largely a substitute under Levine. Was it quite difficult going from a first team regular to essentially a kind of a squad player? Yeah, it was. Uh, um, I started off. I got in the teams. The first game of the season I played, and then I started the first, I don't know, six or seven games or something, I don't know. But then I hadn't really scored. I was only scored one goal, I think it was. And then, aye, so I got put on the bench, and then you're, something's on the bench, something's not on the bench. And then, aye, that was tough. I mean, I'd been used to, I think, the Inverness. I'd, since I got back, as we were going back to that Clyde game when I, when I was on the transfer list and I scored, I think I, I was involved in every game right till I left. I think. Yeah. I think it was. Uh, I was like I didn't miss a game basically. So, um, I def- I definitely that was that was tough. I mean, as I say before, you're if you're a football player, you're wanting to play every game. That's that's what we're football players for. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that was tough. Like it's, nobody enjoys like playing for the reserves or being in the stand or out. So. The following season, of course, Inverness come up to join Hearts in the in the Premiership, and you kind of end up facing a few um, familiar faces. Was there any kind of maybe added incentive to score against Inverness, or do you think if you had done, you would have maybe kind of kept the celebrations pretty muted out of respect? <laughs> who knows? I mean, who knows? Like, I don't know. If, uh, other folk have managed to keep it muted. I don't know. Like, I never got a chance to score against Inverness, so I don't know what I'd have done. Um, <laughs> When you score a goal, it's just you don't know what you're going to do. I mean, I was the most flamboyant celebrate, like person to celebrate a, a goal or <laughs> anything. So, you know, <laughs> but I, I would like to think I wouldn't have done much if I'd scored against Inverness, but no, nah, that didn't happen. And uh, no, nah, it was brilliant. I was delighted when Inverness got promoted because there's so many good boys at the club, boys that I played with, and uh, boys behind the scenes as well, guys behind the scenes get up. <laughs> behind the scenes so I was delighted when Inverness got promoted so although obviously you were you were glad for Robbo coming up with Inverness when Craig Levine went to Leicester were you kind of secretly hoping that Robbo was going to get the job just kind of based on your past experience of him were you hoping uh, he was the front heart? yeah definitely <laughs> it was I mean there was speculation and the boy, the Hearts boys were asking me what what's happening like they were asking me what's happening and 
um, if we're, like what Liker, Robbo, and then obviously Parky as well. Parky was brilliant as well. His training was superb. It was some of the best training I had was Parky's training, Donald Park. Um, so no, I, I was definitely hoping they would come in and then I think, uh, I don't know what day it was, uh, whatever day it was, and I came in one day and Rob was there and his heart struck, it was initials on it. I was, I was delighted to see him. I was delighted, I must admit, I was delighted that he came and uh, I'd, I'd give the boys glowing reports of Rob and Parky. Yeah, well, see, Rob, so Robbo comes in, he started featuring a few more games, but then um, eventually he moves on after a fallout with uh, Vladimir Romanov, and then George Burley comes in after that. Were you as players kind of aware of the friction that was ongoing at the time between Romanov and Robbo? Uh, not really, no. Um, absolutely, I didn't realise that um, Robbo had signed, he, I don't know, his contract was something like, he's... It was like an eight-month contract with a two-year option or something. I think it was something. I think it was mentioned in the press after. I didn't realise that at the time. I assumed it was a two-and-a-half-year contract, and then so there was a chance that he could leave at the end of the season. And then Romanov obviously did get rid of him, so it was a bit of a it's a bit of a shame. The boys all liked Robbo and Parky, but it was just one of these things. But then they got went and got you know, Romanov spent a spent a lot of money, and then they obviously got. Uh, Burley in uh, the following season and he managed to get some brilliant players into the club so um, but then <laughs> who knows what happened after that because he got the sack because even when he's top of the league which is a very strange situation but obviously um, so, so as you say Bur- Burley comes in and then um, before long you're kind of on your way back to Inverness uh, albeit on loan were there any other offers on the table for maybe you to go, for you to go somewhere else did you have any reservations about maybe going back to Inverness again, given you you've already kind of been there and done it? Um, I had the option to go to St Mirren. Um, they, they'd been in touch. Um, I'm not sure if it was George Barley or somebody had offered. Somebody had said to me that um, St Mirren were what to take me. They they were in a championship at the time. Um, um, so that would have meant I wouldn't have to move house, but. Um, Obviously, Inverness got in touch, and like <laughs> as soon as they came in touch, to be honest, I was like, I want to go back there. Um, I think like I, like it wasn't a, like Craig Brewster was a manager by then. It wasn't like Craig got in touch. It was mainly I think it was some of the couple of players and Inc. Charlie. So it was maybe Tokes and Golly uh, got in touch asking how it was getting on and fancied it and I think maybe Charlie and Grasser maybe had, had asked me but it wasn't a Craig Brewster so I was thinking yeah I fancy that and then it came about on a Friday I'd actually trained at, at Hearts I was training there and obviously wasn't in the squad for the game on the Saturday and then I was driving back to my house and then I think some, I can't remember who it was, somebody phoned Finverness and says, um, aye, that deal's gone through, you need to go back to Tynecastle and sign your loan deal, so you'll be in the squad tomorrow. So um, so that was it. So I think I was just going to wear a fourth road budget time, and then, then obviously turned around back, signed, and then just had a report for the game the next day. So I was delighted to back up. Inverness and then seen all my old all my old chums, all my 
old faces again. So, no, it was great to see all the all the boys again. When you went back up there, I think it's like the end of August 2005. And obviously, Craig Brewster's there and starting himself. Craig Dargo's there. Got Graham Bain, Rory McAllister. And although you, I mean, you played a bit, but you didn't start regularly really until Craig Brewster left and Charlie Christie came in. And when we spoke to him, he kind of voiced amazement at the fact that you hadn't been starting. Um was there just something about the way Charlie wanted to play the game that suited you better, do you think, um, as a player? Or did you perform better under Charlie because he had more faith in you and rated you more highly? Or, or what was it? Or a combination of both? I'd say so. Char- Char- no, both, both, I'd say Char- Charlie rated me and I rated Charlie as well. I had a lot of time for Charlie. He's a brilliant guy, Charlie. He was a brilliant player for Inverness. But when I went up to Inverness to start with, um, on loan, like, obviously, they'd signed me, but I, I didn't really feel like uh, Craig Brewster was the guy that wanted to sign me. It felt more like like maybe Graham Bennett and, like, the players I wanted to sign me, you know. So, um, so I went in and I didn't get the impression that, that Craig was, like, the guy that wanted to sign me. So, um, I mean, it took, took me a while to get in a team to start with. Um, to be fair, Dar- Dar- Craig Dargo was doing well at the time, but he just couldn't, it was like me in my first Malone spell. Couldn't, he couldn't have scored. Dargs, it took me a while to score his first goal. He was playing really well, Dargs, but um, I, I got there and um, it was uh, Craig and Dargs up front. And um, like Dargs have went a couple of games without scoring, but he was, as I say, he was playing really well. I mean, I was watching going, no, he kind of knocked his performances. So I was on the bench. And then I think I got in and then I scored at like Parkhead and Easter Road in consecutive weeks. We'd sort of drew, uh, got beat 2-1 at Parkhead and then we beat East, uh, Hibs at Easter Road 2-1. And I scored in both of them games. And then you're sort of thinking, well, and I think me and uh, Craig played up front at the time. But then I think we got like pumped uh, 3-0 by Falkirk one night. And um, we're away to play Rangers at Ibrox on the Saturday. So... And it was so Wednesday we got beat three 0 by Falkirk and but see as a, as a professional football football player I wanted to play in uh, Ibrox and Parkhead so we were going to Ibrox on the Saturday and I remember Craig Brewster taking me in he went he took a few of the boys in for the Falkirk game and he said to me he's like um, said to the rest of the boys that he was leaving out he goes oh, I'm just changing the team for this game I'm going to play Bainey and Dargs up front. Which is fair enough, but you're gutted because you're wanting to play at Ibrox. You're wanting to play at Parkhead in front of all these crowds. You know that's like that's what we play play for. So we got to Ibrox and Dargs was brilliant and Bainey was brilliant. They both played brilliant that day. And then Dargs scored for like thirty yards. I think we drew one one. So that was me out of the team. So but it felt like when Brew took me in at that time that I was just getting uh, rested. Really, the way he spoke. But Dargs came in and scored a wonder goal and he was brilliant. And then he just carried on and he went on. I think he scored 20 goals that season or whatever it was. So I never, that was it. That was, I never started a game again. <laughs> I think, obviously, the, the boys were doing were doing really well. So um, we, we um, I think we got to December and then we were doing so well that, well, Craig, well, Dungeon United came in for Craig and it's the same as Rob was ties to Hearts, Craig's ties to Dungeon United, so it's just a hard and hard one to knock back. So Craig got a chance to go to Dungeon United, which he did, which is a fair play. I mean, you know, it'd be hard to turn that down. So he went. And then playing Livingston the next day at Inverness, 
I like I remember Craig Craig would pick the team anyway, so I was gonna be I was gonna be sub again. So I was like, Jesus like I was getting a bit fed up to be honest. And then but there was speculation he was going to Dungeon United and he went he went um I think he went on the Friday. So I was sitting in my house on the Friday night and I remember my phone went, Charlie, Charlie phoned and he's like, oh, I, you know, you're not playing tomorrow. You're not meant to be playing tomorrow. He's like, um, well, I'm taking a team and you're, you'll be, you're starting, you're playing. And you, <laughs> you've no idea. It gave me so much confidence. That's given me a right, such a boost. Mm-hmm. The fact I'd went for, hadn't played for a couple of months, basically, I think. And then Charlie's like, you're back in the team. And he's like, I want you it's got to be you and Dargs up front. I want you to like play just off, just sort of link up the play, and Dargs will play on the shoulder. And it just made total sense because whereas Craig had said before, like me and Dargs are never going to be a partnership because we're too similar, which was like I didn't understand because we weren't a similar. Because he Dargs runs in behind defenders, like I'm running behind the defender my whole life. So it's like, so it was just it made it made sense that we were going to be a good partnership, and then as soon as we got playing together, me and Dargs were we were just linked up, brilliant, and I, I felt like we clicked. I, th- I felt like we both, we both felt like we clicked, and we were on to score a few goals at the time. So yeah, I've got it as so I was going to say I've got it as um, six goals in six games. You got Craig Dargo got seven in the same six games, so thirteen between you in six games. I mean, that's unbelievable, you know. Um, and it looked like the potential would be something really special, but um, unfortunately, it didn't seem to last, you know, through the next season. Was that mostly about injuries, really? Do you think? Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, I think I, I dislocated my shoulder like the season after. I I dislocated my shoulder quite early on at Tyne Castle against Hearts, and Dargs dislocated his shoulder against I don't know who it was against Hibs or Kilmarnock or something. And then I came back and didn't dislocate my shoulder again. So it was a bit of a disaster. I, I was a, I was a right off of a season the following season. So, but I, I felt like me and Darg sort of just clicked really the way we linked up and um, we, we played together. I felt felt like we're a good partnership. So and Char- Charlie could see that. So, but to be fair, Benny as well. Benny could play with both of us or one of us. Benny was. Superb, like what a shift he put in for the team, and he, he, he was quality as well. Yeah, so as you touched on there, Dennis, obviously the 2006 7 season, um, you know, quite a few injury problems, um, for yourself. Um, but there's an obvious highlight from this season, which we, you know, we do like talking about it's the um, the 2 1 win, uh, over Rangers at home. The late John Rankin kind of um, thunder bastard shot. How many, how many of those um, shots did he try in training, and how many did he actually score with? Ah, to be fair to Ranks, he, he had a good striker on. Um, but no, that was a that was a special night. That um, I'm not sure it's one of the first times beat, probably the first time beat Inverness, uh, beat Rangers up at Inverness. I think so, yeah. It was um, um, Rangers were a I don't know they were a, weren't a, a great team at the time. I think Leguen was the manager. Um, and we felt like we went into the game quite confident. We're near the bottom of the league at the time. Um and they I think they went up one nil. Yep. Um probably a disputed penalty was it if I, I think correctly. it was, yeah. I've got I've, I've got that in my head it was a penalty Dan and Dodd's got the equalizer when he tried That's to right. clear the ball into the muddy first, but he somehow managed to you know, squirt <laughs> it into the net. Yep. Um I think we I actually can't remember but I think 
Alan McGregor's maybe their man in the match, if I can remember correctly. I think we had a few chances that game. I'm not sure if that's correct, but um, but obviously Ranks has got a chance. Well, he's not even a chance. It's near the end of the game, the 89th minute, and he's it's, uh, set up nicely for him, and he's hit his shot, and it's dipped over McGregor right into the roof of net. It was a brilliant strike. Aye, we were buzzing, buzzing with that. Um, to beat Rangers at home, the sellout crowds. It was, it was, it was brilliant for us. It wouldn't have been often you would have played in front of a, a crowd as bi- as big as that Inverness. So that must have been a real buzz to play in front of you know basically seven odd thousand, seven and a half thousand fans. That's right. I mean, we'd get. I think we'd get big the big crowds. But well, obviously before when we were in Championship, we'd get them against the count against County. But um, when we were up to SPL, it was Celtic Rangers and sometimes maybe Aberdeen. Those are the games you look forward to. I mean, every professional football player wants to play in games like that, and especially when you score a last-minute winner. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. So, uh, that was that was a great night for the club. I think it was our first sort of big win against Rangers at home. I think I'm not sure if I remember we beat Rangers down at um, Ibrox. I'm not sure if that was before then when Bainey scored. I'm not sure. If um, that was the same season before, I, don't, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was the same season actually. As he said, it was a, it was a funny season that one. But uh, we we beat Rangers twice and drew them once. You know, never got beaten by them in the league. Uh, and that that, right, it, was, it was October that game that Bain scored. Um, so yeah, mo- moving forward to the next season, um, Charlie resigned after three league games, uh, and he kind of cited the stress that the job was placing on him. He said he just wanted to put his his family life back at the, at the forefront. Were you aware at the time of how he was feeling, and and how did you feel when he when he went? No, I was I was aware at the time. No, I was I was as shocked as everyone else that he that he resigned. I mean, I, I was gutted personally. I mean, of so much time for Charlie. He's, he's a as I say, he's a brilliant guy, and like I, I love playing for him as a manager. We've just been beaten. I think we've been beating our first three games. It's only as I say, it's Inverness way. We, we start slowly, so but he. Decided that enough was enough, and he and he he left. I mean, I didn't see it coming after the game. I think we played St Mirren away down there, and we got beat. I think that was his last game, if I can remember correctly. Like I didn't see that coming. I think it was Monday, Tuesday. I'm not sure, and he'd resigned. You're like, oh, no, I, I was uh, personally, I was gutted. As I say, some players, most players have been gutted, but some players have been happy because there's got a new manager coming in that they can impress. But I, I personally was gutted. Like, and when Craig Brewster came back in, um, how did you sort of feel about that? And and did you notice anything different about him second time round in terms of his approach? Um, well, obviously, like Brew hadn't played me much um, in his first spell, so. You're sort of apprehensive, so you come in. But I thought, well, I'll just have to try and impress training and games, and we'll see how it goes. You know, so it's like there's no point in like moping about. Um, we're professional footballers at the end of the day, so you just want to um, show them really. So um, he came in and it, like um, I'm not. I think it was. I'm not sure when, but we end up beating Hearts two one. I'm not sure. Like how many games in it was, so we'd been beating our three, first three games. I think we we'd went to Celtic uh, to Parkhead and we got beat five 0 But I felt we played quite well, which which is um, surprising considering we got beat five 0 But we um, um, felt felt like um, or something happening. So 
we got the hearts up at Inverness and beat them 2 1. I, I think I scored, and then Bruce scored a brilliant volley, um, make it 2 1 right in the last minute, which was brilliant for us. We were buzzing with that, so and then we just sort of kicked on for there. We sort of results picked up, um. So no, I, I never had nothing against Craig. It was just, it was just, um, I just felt like I had to try and impress him. I mean, as I say, he never really felt like he, he rated me, but he, um, I felt like um, I'd just have to try, try and show him really. So um, that's what I tried well, to do. The, the, the season, the, the season also saw um, Marius Nikolai uh, arrive at the club. Um, what, what was? Um, what was it like kind of training and playing alongside someone like Marius? And there's obviously been these long-standing rumours about his excessive wages compared to the rest of the team. Were, were they ever kind of like a, a kind of a cause of friction amongst the players, or did, did the squad kind of think, you know, that this is a really excellent signing, trying to take us to the next level? It never really bothered me, to be honest. Like, I, I, I like, I mean, we all negotiate your own contracts. So, Marius coming in. I, like I was like, no, he must be some player. Um, in fact, he's getting well. Obviously, it was rumored how much he was getting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true that was. I mean, who knows? <laughs> might, he might have been getting a mighty nut of uh, who knows. But the thing was, he was a brilliant guy, Marius. I, I had a lot of time for Marius, and all the players liked him. There's nobody that didn't didn't like him. I mean, he was he settled in brilliantly. He came in and he he was he was well liked within the squad straight away. Be honest, his English was good, and mm-hmm. um, we, all, we all liked him. But um, no, I don't. I don't think that caused any any sort of friction. But but when you he, he was a he was a he was a good player, but he wasn't a, like <laughs> he wasn't a brilliant, you know. So he wasn't a, like like personally play speaking. Either I played alongside Dargs or Bainey personally, but. Um, Personally, that's how that's how I felt about it. Um, I mean, but he had his attributes. I mean, he went on and he played for Romania and the the Euro. I think he played in Euros or the, yeah, was it Euros uh, the season after that or something, which was unbelievable for an Inverness player to go play for his country in the Euros. Um, so no, he was obviously a cracking player, but I I personally preferred playing alongside Benny or Dargs, which was my personal opinion. Um, but he he was he was a like there's no, there's no nobody in the dressing room that didn't like him. Everyone liked him. He was, he settled in he settled in brilliantly for a boy from Romania coming in. A highlight from this season uh, potentially was hitting goal number one hundred um, for Inverness Cali Thistle, but it came against your first club and the club you obviously support Aberdeen. Uh, did you have any mixed emotions at such a fantastic milestone coming against um, you know the team you support, or are you just delighted just to hit goal number one hundred? I was just delighted to hit goal 100 uh, to be honest. Um, no, nah, I couldn't have came out. Uh, that was the best best for me, scoring against Aberdeen, to be honest. Um, I think a couple weeks before I scored two against Falkirk, there was a chance chances to score my hat-trick, so I was thinking that was a chance, and then I think I had another chance against Kilmarnock to make it 100, but then I think it was Aberdeen, live in the sky. My mum and dad were watching, um, so... Scoring my hundredth goal against Aberdeen was was great, but at the end of the day, the, one, the disappointing thing was we got beat in the game, which is yeah. disappointing. <laughs> I, felt, I felt like we should have beat them that day, but we ended up getting beat two one. I think I made it one one, and then 
they scored near the end or something, I think. But that was disappointing. But no, it was great to get my hundredth goal. I mean, like sometimes these things can last for ages. It take a while to get your hundredth goal or your beat the record or whatever. But I, I got there. So potentially a, a slightly thorny subject to, to talk about. Towards the end of the season, your contract was obviously expiring. It's been reported that a new deal was offered to you, but then it was withdrawn by Brewster. And then unfortunately what seemed to play out in the local press was between yourself, you, you were kind of saying, you know, I've agreed to sign this. Brewster had said, I feel Dennis needs to earn this new contract. And Bennett alleging that your agent had asked for more money before a new deal would be signed. Can you shed any light on what happened there? Because it's rare for Inverness, certainly at that time, to kind of have this kind of dirty laundry, if you like, kind of, you know, in the public eye. I know, I, I can understand that. But um, yeah, well, what had happened from my point of view was my age, I had an agent at the time. We've been talking for, I don't know how long, month, two months, I don't know, about a new deal. So Craig, Craig had offered me a new deal. So obviously... When you offer a new deal, you negotiate. That's part of the part of the dealings. So I I don't know when I got offered. I can't remember. Like I'd be I'd be blind if I knew when it, then the dates were. So I got offered a deal. So they're negotiating back and forth, agent and uh, club, and then eventually, eventually my agent says, "Right, oh, so we've agreed a deal. So we agreed a deal. So we agreed a deal on a Thursday, I think it was. So I say it was a Thursday. Yeah, it was a Thursday. So it was agreed. So I remember my agent saying, right, that's a deal agreed. He texted me saying, so you have to go in tomorrow on a Friday <laughs> and sign your deal. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So I was like, okay, I'll go and sign my deal tomorrow. Went in on a Friday, but just never transpired that I went and signed it. So um, I don't know why I can't remember. It was like, oh, well, just I, I thought I'll just leave it till Monday, you know. So it's just one of these things. We've got a game tomorrow. We'll on the sign on Monday, <laughs> so so we went and played uh, Falkirk on the Saturday. Um, I was start I started the game. Um, didn't have my best game, and I remember Brew coming in at halftime and saying we're they were playing with ten men basically. And I'm thinking, who's he talking about? So he's obviously meaning me, but I didn't realise that. <laughs> I'm thinking, I didn't feel like I was playing too bad. And uh, I remember on Monday, Russell Duncan, he's the boy who used to always start me. So he said, I've seen you worse, to be honest. <laughs> uh, so then just after half time, I got taken off. And then I said to my dad, what, um, I remember saying to my dad what Craig had said at half time. And he goes, I think you're going to get your deal withdrawn for you. And I'm like, nah, I don't, don't think so. And he goes, nah, I don't know. It sounds like there's a chance you get your deal with Ronfe. And then came in Monday. Obviously, we got beat one now by Falkirk. And Brew took me into his office. And he just says, well, basically, that deal that you've agreed with your agent, and that, that's off the table. So you need to try and earn a new deal. So I was like, oh, well, fair enough. So I was like, oh, well. And I goes, okay. So then back through and told the, my teammates that, what happened and they were just like oh, they weren't to be fair they weren't too happy because I think they they got on quite well with my teammates and um, so went back through and told them and then caused, caused a bit of animosity to be fair and the, the training was crap on a Monday I remember it um, like where nobody's everyone's side of me basically the players and then it got to Saturday, I think they were playing Kilmarnock away and I was in the squad. I was, and then I think I got beat like 4-1. I was watching it on 
the uh, soccer Saturday, and uh, and then on the Monday he took me back in and says, "Well, you need to keep try to earn your contract." And then, but I was like, to be fair, I'm, I've done against Craig for what he did. I, I mean, that's his prerogative. I mean, that's his. He's the manager, so he can um, he decides if um, I need a, if I'm deserving of a contract, you know. So. And then against Craig there, but it was just it was just a bit gutted the fact that I was like the way it panned out. I mean, if I, if I'd went in on Friday and said to them, like I'm here to sign my contract, but like who knows hindsight, I might have signed it. You know, yeah. so just one of these things. I mean, like there's no point in, uh, moaning about it or that. So after that, you ended up um, signing a contract with St Mirren. Did, did, did the withdrawal of the, the contract offer from Inverness did that play any kind of role in you thinking? Do you know what I, I I think I'd rather just try something new altogether? And how much of a wrench was it to leave Inverness for a second time? Yeah, it was a wrench. I mean, I I thought um, well, obviously when I got offered him a contract to start with um, from Craig, and it was all agreed, and that, I thought well I'll be here for another couple. Well, it was another two year deal, so it took me for another two years. So I thought that'll. Um, like I mean, that's happy there. I love the club, obviously. Um, gone well with everyone, gone well with fans, everyone. So I thought perfect for me. So it was it was a wrench to leave. I mean, there's there's no denying that. But um, and then <laughs> I had to, I spoke to Derek Adams at Ross County who at the time as well. So I had the chance to go there, but it just would have been controversial. But um, but. No, but then Samirin came in at the same time as well, but they were in SPL, so I wanted to stay in SPL, to be honest. So it meant moving moving my kids and that down to, um, down to sort of down to that neck of the woods, which is because they were settled up in uh, Inverness, but that was just the way things happen. Definitely a wrench to leave. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I love the club. I'd been there for six and a half years and had great times, loads of pals there, loads, even players and behind the scenes. So it was just, it was, but you just move on. That's it. In life, you move on. Football, that's it. Um, obviously, you signed for St Mirren, um, and then after that, you end up playing for Queen of the South, uh, Dumbarton, Peterhead, uh, Elgin, have a wee spell in the Highland League, uh, Bucky Thistle and Huntley. Do you have any kind of highlights from your career post Inverness? Any, any you know, Pretty memorable goals or players you play, you enjoyed playing with or against um, in your career after Inverness. Samirim uh, was a brilliant club for me. The, the players like we got on what it was a brilliant dressing room. I mean, the first time round at Inverness, the dressing room, the team spirit, and as I say, the dressing room was it was amazing. Like that was probably the best um, dressing room I've been in was the first time round at Inverness, but. Um, but second to that would be definitely be the Samirin dressing room, like the players that were there, John Potter and Dark Dargs was there, and like Billy Mehmet and Jack Ross and boys like uh, Andy Dornand or what? There's a brilliant dressing room with a with a with a great dressing room. Um, we obviously didn't do too well, but I managed to score the first goal at the new St Mirren Stadium I think it was against Kilmarnock who drew 1-1 so that was his first St Mirren goal at the new stadium so I, was, I would say that's probably one of the highlights <laughs> that was probably 
the only highlight since then. But no, no, I went on to I went on to some part time teams to Barton Peter Hedge say, but I had a brilliant time at Elgin. Elgin was I loved Elgin. They've mm-hmm. great great club, Elgin. Great people there. Fans. Big club it was a big club for being in the for being in the lowest league. And I finished my career at Huntley, which was brilliant as well. That's where Pelly's Pelly made his name really. Um, uh, had a brilliant time at Huntley. I've met some brilliant people there as well. And it was like I finished playing there when I was forty-one. So, I mean, I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> I did okay. So, great club to finish my career at is Huntley. I was just happy with that. So. Well, we've got some questions from um, some fans, um, so we'll quickly run through these. Mike Robertson was asking, who was your favourite strike partner that you played with during your career? That's, that's a tough one. Like, I mean, Paul Ritchie and Craig Dargo was obviously, I, I, like, Paul Ritchie, was, as I say, was scored 90 goals between between ourselves um, in two seasons, which is... a which is a good record, but I felt like me and Dargs just linked up so well. SBL, um, you know, it was a higher level. I felt like we were on the same wavelength, really. I felt like we clicked straight away. Um, Char- Charlie seen that, that he's, he's seen that we could be a partnership. I mean, normally we go, um, if you're going for a strike partnership, there's somebody tall and somebody smaller, but we were... Well, I'm certainly, I, I think I've went ahead of my whole career. So <laughs> it's like, I think Darg's, has, I think he's ever heard of the ball in his whole career. So <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> the fact that we knew where each other was. So <laughs> it's a tough one to choose between Paul Ritchie and uh, Darg's. But in terms of goals, obviously Paul Ritchie, 90 goals. But in terms of linking up and stuff, say Darg's definitely. Michael. Patterson asked, um, what was your favourite moment in an Inverness Cali Thistle shirt? Jeez, that's a tough one. Obviously, we've talked about the two Celtic games, which were big highlights. Hearts game, the the Air United games. I'd have to say a Celtic game, the 1-0. Scott Bambi um, asked, who's the best manager that you played under? Uh, Pelly. Got another one here. Um, Stuart Murdoch asked, what's the hardest game that you played in during your career, and I don't know about. I mean, it could be maybe a toughest opponent you came up against, or you know, or maybe like which, which team did you really hate playing? She knew you were maybe I don't know going to get a kicking or something from the defenders. That's a tough one. That the most disappointing game would have been the I'd say is probably the Dundee game, the semi-final against Dundee was probably the most disappointing game. This is when you play against Celtic and Rangers and stuff. They they had international players and. Them, some of them games were <laughs> like hard to get a kick of the ball the whole game, so some of them games were were really tough. Sterling Observer from Cali Thistle Online um, was asking, did you enjoy or maybe not enjoy the song that Inverness fans used to sing about you, which was, um, you know, he used to be shite, but now he's all right. Did you maybe think you deserve something a wee bit more complimentary after your goal-scoring exploits for us? Uh, no, I, I I really enjoyed that song. To be honest, um, to be it summed summed it up perfectly for me, because <laughs> to start with, I, I wasn't um, very good. To be honest, so 
And then I felt like I did okay after that. So I think that just summed up perfectly. And no, certainly there are still some people, some of my pals and that sing it to me. So uh, Last one we picked from the fans um, was from Adam McPhail. Um, how did the Wine of Shuffle come about? Was this something you created yourself or did you maybe see another player do it and you just thought, I'll try and copy it? You know, your wee signature just kind of like, you know, bringing the ball in past the defender and just shimmying past them. Because oh, just, just this, this saying, I was growing up, I practised a lot in my, in my technique. Just practised, 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 practised. And um, sort of one of these things, you just sort of yeah, take into your games and hope hope it works. And it did it did work a few times. Uh, so it was just one of these um, things that I like to, I like to get involved in my games. So. Few, few of your former teammates have uh, have sent in questions for us. First, the first one actually, you've, you've more or less answered. Um, Barry Lawson had asked who was your favourite manager and why. So we know it was Pelly, but um, what makes him stand out? It just, um, as I say, like no pressure on you. Just um, didn't ask you to do anything you didn't want you to do. I mean, um, I would say he was fair as well, Pelly. I mean, he, um, when we talked about earlier. Like I was on a transfer list and we talked about that county game up at Dingwall. I was um, on a transfer list and I'm thinking, well, I might be dropped today because like, I'm on a transfer list and then you're thinking Bav and Zouza's been doing, doing well. But Pelly had realised I'd played well the two games before. Didn't care that I was on a transfer list. I just played me anyway. And I repaid them that day, scored a couple of goals. So he was just, he was a great man manager. Like, I mean, <laughs> he was just, Gave you confidence, I'd say. I'd say never asked you to do anything you couldn't do. Never asked me to run a channel or anything like that, which I couldn't do. So that's fine, fine by me. And uh, another of your former managers and teammates, Charlie Christie, uh, has asked, "Who is the most competitive player you've shared a training ground with?" <laughs> Charlie was quite competitive. To be fair, uh, <laughs> Charlie was part time. Obviously, when we played, so sometimes you would um, on a Friday. Charlie would train with us. And you like I used to like to chill out on a Friday before a game on a Saturday, save my energy for a Saturday, which probably I shouldn't have done. But I sometimes like then like go flat out on a Friday before a game on a Saturday, and you'd be in Charlie's team, and Char- Charlie would let you know if you weren't doing <laughs> if you weren't doing a business. I'd probably say Charlie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder, I wonder if you expected that that answer. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby Man says, "Why were you so good?" Because <laughs> he made me look good, Bobby made me look good. Um, <laughs> no, um, no, I wouldn't say that. No, uh, Bobby was a like, like a like to say, um, Bob Bobby was a special player for me. It's not often you get like a, a central defender and a striker that can link up well together. We we're on the same wavelength, even though we're obviously he's a central defender. I'm a striker. Don't think of had a partnership like that with a well certainly haven't had a partnership like that with a central defender. I like Bob Bobby was the best passer ball I've ever seen, like in my whole career by miles. Like he could just find MD from anywhere. I'd I'd play up front, but I wouldn't even need to shout for the ball and Bobby would just need to look at me. I'd look at him. We just knew where we were wanting the ball to go. So I if there was a midfield in front of me, I would just he would look, I would look, and then Bobby knew that, and I knew that he would pass the ball outside of the, the midfielder, and they did fight it there, and then I would just take a touch, and then 
that was start of the tap really. Yeah. It was it was quite unbelievable. Um, but nobody, none of our team seemed to click. That's what we used to do. So it was it was brilliant. Bob Bobby's a brilliant football player. Well, that's great. You've managed to answer a question. Ask he asked about why you were so good, and you've told us why he was so good. Two more. One from Russell Duncan. I'm going to have to play this, and then I've got to find one from Calf as well. All right. So see if you can hear this. Dennis, having played so many games for Inverness, do you have a favourite one? And why is it your favourite? Good question, Russell. As I say, my favourite game, Air United game, where we were getting beat three and a half time, and you're thinking we're down and out. Scottish Cup, we did well the season before. That's when we beat Celtic the season before. And then get to Air United the next season, we're 3 0 down at half time. You're thinking, this is the end of our Scottish Cup. I mean, we're, we're terrible the first half. We're lost terrible goals, and then come out the second half. Uh, one four three, like it was uh, such a buzz about the dress room and after the game. Even at half time, we, we, we felt like we had a chance, you know. So I, I would say that, that's my my favourite me- memory of a game. Even though we had Celtic games and Hearts games and stuff like that, I'd say my favourite memory is the Air United four three. Okay, and this is from Mister Stuart McCaffrey. Denzel, I hope you're well. I'm still missing our Friday night sleepovers, but I wanted to ask you. As a man of few words and someone who used to head for the fire exit any time it was his turn to do the press, did anyone explain to you before you agreed to take part in this podcast that you were actually going to have to talk? <laughs> what have you sent your twin brother? That's, that's good, calf. Cheers for looking after all those months I'm going to stay with you. I, I did realise how to talk calf. I, I was like, I had braced, I've embraced myself. I got the message um, a couple of weeks ago that <laughs> this was coming so I've embraced myself I've been saving my voice so now I'll go back in hibernation and not speak for the next six months after this I'll say <laughs> oh well we, appre- we certainly appreciate it so I think Sub's probably just got about one more question for you haven't you so? it's, it's not one that just applies to yourself it does apply to a lot of players um, it, it doesn't apply to everyone but you, you're, you're probably not the first or you're probably not going to be the last player either to have arguably enjoyed the best football of their career um, with Cali Thistle. What, what do you think it is about the club that seems to get so much more from players than other sides in the league? I don't know. I mean, as soon as I joined, as I said, I could tell the team spirit when I, when I first joined, um, when I came on loan. I could just tell there was a, a spirit about the club. Um, it, was, it was quite unique, I would say. Didn't see that before. And then come in, when you go up to Inver- like when we're in Inverness, you, you feel like, Folk are coming from down south and that, and they're just looking down your nose at you. And I think I don't know. There must be something about that. I think like teams like Glasgow and Edinburgh and that look look their nose down at you and like Christ, we're travelling all the way up to A nine up to here, you know. So I, I, I feel like you just sort of just band together, and I mean I, I think it's a unique experience up there. So well, um, Dennis, I think that's all, all that's left to say. Then just thanks very much for taking the time to chat to us about your career. Um, it's been, I mean, especially with no football on at the minute, um, with so many postponements and obviously not being able to get to games with COVID. It's honestly, it's fantastic to look back at some of these, you know, great memories of Scottish Cup runs, all the goals you scored. Uh, and of course, you know, the wine of shuffle itself. So yeah, thanks very much and all the best to you. Thanks very much. That was brilliant, Les. Um, some good memories there for me. <laughs> Dennis Warner's good turn. Great strike. Yep, yep.